0: So many things have ruined my childhood So I go online to bitch and cry It feels like all of Hollywood is up against me They even made Optimus fly New versions of what I grew up with Are being remade, rebooted and retried My adolescence is under attack now I think that a part of me has died Aliens, Uh uh-huh uh-huh Predators. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Marvel, uh-huh. DC, uh-huh. maybe it doesn't all quite stay. Okay, well, except maybe for that Jar Jar Binks. Could it be I've misunderstood? This
1: podcast ruined my childhood.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast ruined my childhood. I'm Phil Durasmo, and with me is Eric Walensky. Podcast kaka. <laughs> rah, 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 rah. Oh,
2: thanks, dad.
0: You're going to like this.
2: What is it? A birdcage?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Don't shake it. We're going to have to open it now. Won't we'll wait till Christmas. <laughs> it's a puppy, isn't it?
1: Mm. Yeah, it is. I can tell
0: it's a new car. <laughs> oh, honey, would you dim the lights, please? Sure. Give him the lights. Dad, what does it do? Glow in the dark? It's important. Trust me. Go ahead, open it. <laughs> what is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Bonnie, be a good dog. Really neat. Where did you get this? Oh, some little junk store in Chinatown. Can I pick him up, Dad? Sure, go ahead. Just be careful. You gotta be gentle. I will. I hope he's housebroken. Hmm. Oh, isn't he cute? Has it got a name, Dad?
2: Yeah, Magwai. What? Magwai. I don't know, some Chinese word. I just call him Gizmo.
0: He seems to like it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) If you couldn't tell by that, everyone, (laughs) this week we're going to be talking about the Christmas classic, Gremlins, and Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Eric, take us back to 1984, when you were a wee lad and saw the movie Gremlins for the first time.
1: Well, I did not see it in 84. Um, I actually did not see this all the way through until probably right before the new batch came out. Um, and and even mm-hmm. then, I don't even know if I saw it all the way through as much as I saw like bits and pieces on TV like I saw most of it. Um, I think I actually saw a new batch all the way through before I saw gremlins, the original all the way through, because, uh, it was sort of, uh, you know, parental, parental, uh, call there audible Mm -hmm. on the line. Looks too scary.
0: Well, it was rated PG. And as we talked in the past about how Indiana Jones helped set a standard for PG 13, Gremlins was right there with it, too. Gremlins and Indiana Jones helped force the PG rating, right? Or the PG-13 rating. Yeah. I think kind of similar for me, too. I I am pretty sure I didn't see Gremlins all the way through until 89 or 90. I know that I saw New Batch pretty quickly when it came out, but the first Gremlins... I just have a lot of memories of watching Gremlins with my, my family, like with my parents. I just remember in our house watching gremlins and me both being scared, but also loving gizmo Mm -hmm. and a funny story that my dad always used to tell when we would watch gremlins. And it's one of those when a person that's older than you tells a story and rehashes it every time. Like it's the first time they've ever told it. Mm -hmm. My dad would always say when he was a kid, his nickname in school from his friends was Gizmo. So he somehow correlated that to Gremlins mm-hmm. with the Gizmo character and therefore it was yearly viewing for us and then yearly I heard that story. So <laughs> There you go. But Gremlins, man, it was it was a scary fun movie for like 8-year-old Phil in 1989. Mm-hmm. I I absolutely loved it. This is one of those movies that I saw probably a little too young and it made me love feeling afraid from horror movies. Um, and it was funny enough that I could pretend like I wasn't scared, but it was scary enough that I was scared, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it hits right with me every time. That nostalgia when I watch it, it, it just sits right in the pit of my stomach and makes it kind of feels like a, a warm hug on a on a cold day in, in December. Which just so happens to be when I watch this movie yearly, Sometime around the week of Christmas, I watch Gremlins. And then the following week around New Year's, I watch Gremlins 2, The New Badge. Oh, because you want to be disappointed? No. (laughs) Oh, wow. I guess we know where this podcast is going. (laughs) All right.
1: Well, I'll just I'll say my thoughts on the first Gremlins is a great, great movie. It's I again, I didn't. I can't really appreciate it from a childhood perspective because I never really saw it um, all the way through. I don't think till maybe high school. And then I've seen it all the way through quite a few times since then, but it's, it's really, really well done. And it, it does a great job of uh, bringing the characters to life around the gremlins. And it's sort of like empire strikes back with Yoda being a puppet if you didn't believe in Luke Skywalker as a character and you didn't believe in the script and the story around it, you basically got a puppet talking to a human being.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: And that's what gremlins I think did right is even though they were puppets, even though it's rudimentary, you know, CGI and effects um, for certain parts of the film, you really believe that, wow, you know, could Mogwais be real? You know, mm-hmm. are are you know? How did they do this with these these things? Look like they're alive, and the actors all acted like they were alive.
0: Yeah, they they believe
1: it. They they put their hearts into all of it, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> the mischief that they get into—it's dark. Um, you know, old lady Deagle, 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 Deagle. I think <laughs> that was. You know, that was I think the pinnacle of the, the horror part of this, you know, this woman is terrorized in her home by these little mm-hmm. things. They just got into her house and screwed up her special little chair thing for the stairs, and she ends yeah. up <laughs> goes flying out the window.
2: <laughs> Christmas carrot I hate Christmas carroters.
0: Screeching
2: boys, no blue snippers. I warned you. Friend.
1: The scene in the kitchen where Billy's mom has to fight them One off of the
0: and best scenes in all of cinema. Oh, I, I love that kitchen scene
1: again. She is so committed to her performance that you believe her terror. You believe she believes these things are real. And then she takes out two of them for yep. three, <laughs> two, two disposal and microwave. Yep. Blender, right? Or blender, blender, and microwave. Blender and microwave. Right? Yeah, yeah, not disposable.
0: No, but. wait, three because she stabs one in the chest too.
1: Oh my gosh, just so good, and and a really well spun story. This guy who's an inventor and he's a traveling salesman. He finds a unique gift, and you know, if you're gonna fault it at all, it's that the the key Luke. Let the thing go <laughs> a little too easily, knowing <laughs> yeah. that the catastrophe that could befall the world. <laughs> oh, you, you you made a good deal. I'll let it yep. go. But uh, oh, funny. but 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 you kind of forgive that as the premise, and you and you because you couldn't have Hoyt Action just steal the thing from him, and he had to find right. it, and it had to seem legitimate. And and I'll I'll give it. You know, I'll I'll, I'll ignore that slight bit of plot convenience there that he <laughs> manages to get it away but but then the rest of it and then yes the horror and the suspense of this film builds you know the three mm-hmm. rules you know they're going to get broken and then the order right. that they're broken you know gets wet oh that means there's more of them oh then they eat that means they turn into and then oh it's just shenanigans and then that scene where stripe dives into the uh pool at the YMCA and it starts smoking oh, yeah. and hissing and oh my gosh it just just a really really tight fun terrifying and mm-hmm. ultimately satisfying movie you know where key luke comes back and takes the mogwai away and you know bye billy and you know hey mm-hmm. you learned your lesson you messed with things you shouldn't have messed with and, and I, uh maybe i learned my lesson <laughs> too <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know but <laughs> and then and then they made a new
0: batch Yeah, they did. Six years later, Joe Dante, the director and writer, said he needed creative control if they were going to, if he was going to film it, because they had been asking him to make a sequel since 1984, since it was such a huge success. And he said no several times, but he then went back and said yes, when they said, you do it however you want. (laughs) And it seems like you're not all that excited with what we got.
1: No, why would he do that to his own film property? Like, I mean, well, well let's let's <laughs> let's start it off real quick. Just again, yeah. we've already recapped the movie. And, you know, yeah. I'd say, you know, it's 2020. <laughs> Most people are familiar with what we're talking about. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> but Gizmo comes home, then he gets wet and then he makes uh, was it five or six little little Gizmo's. And then so the one with the Stripe, he seems like he's the leader. He's the alpha. He's a little bit mean. Well, then they yep. eat, and then they turn into full evil gremlins, and and they're all just gremlins. You know, Stripe mm-hmm. has a stripe, and so he sort of becomes the alpha. And he's
0: still the leader. Yeah, he's the alpha. And,
1: and Which is the only defining characteristic between the gremlins, really, is that the alpha and, – and that seems like a natural, allowable sort of occurrence, that you're going to have an alpha – in any sort of a pack scenario. Right. Right. But yeah. but then otherwise they're all nondescript. I mean they get a little silly in the uh in the bar scene. They're playing poker and they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, shenanigans like that and and they're gambling the and the one shoots the one and you know all that. And and that's fine enough as a kind of a group again, as a herd. But then gremlins too. So Joe Dante then decides Well, this time, rather than make them all nondescript, we're going to make them kooky. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. He, He has been quoted as saying, Gremlins was conventional horror film with comedy in it. The sequel is really a series of jokes. The idea was to make a movie that was more fun than the first, not as dark, not as scary, because I wasn't interested in making the same movie over. We said, let's take it to an extreme. So there are jokes that refer to the first film, jokes that take you out of the film, jokes that make fun of the production company, Warner Brothers.
1: So it's an hour and 46 minutes of outtakes and bloopers.
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, okay, so you really don't like it. I I saw this movie at nine years old. All right, <laughs> I loved Gremlins 2, A New Batch, and I still... Love Gremlins, too, a new batch. Maybe it's the fact that the Gremlins are kooky and nine-year-old me loved some kooky Gremlins. Maybe it's the fact that Gizmo goes full-blown Sylvester Stallone and trains like Rocky and then becomes Rambo. <laughs> Maybe it's the fact that it takes place in New York. and I'm from New York, and when I anytime I saw a movie that took place in New York, when I was young, I felt connected to it, especially at the end when they're singing New York, New York at basically midnight, on what I look at as New Year's Eve, even though it's not New Year's Eve. (laughs) It just holds a special place in my heart, and all the zaniness and all the kookiness, I am there for it. I can't wait to see Electro Gremlin. I can't wait to see Bat Gremlin. I can't wait to see Spider Gremlin. Um, I can't wait to see Greta Gremlin or Mrs. Gremlin or whatever you want to call her, Jessica Rabbit Gremlin, whatever it is. I, I am... In what about vegetable 100%. gremlin?
1: There's no way you like vegetable gremlin.
0: <laughs> vegetable gremlin's a little a little crazy, but all I, right. So I you just, do have
1: a line. I think you they're kooky. Have a
0: line. <laughs> I do think they're they're fun though, and that's the point of this movie was to go in a completely different direction. You know, a, a month or two ago, we talked about Zombieland, and we talked about how that sequel was a complete retread of the original. And I'm glad that Gremlins 2 is such a huge departure from the first one. It seems like for you, it is way too much of a departure. <laughs> but I don't mind when my horror comedies become comedy horrors.
1: Well, similar to Zombieland, I would have been content for Gremlins to be a standalone, wow, what an amazing, perfect film that just mm-hmm. its in the classic, you know, the pantheon of classics, and, and there was never a really suspect sequel
0: <laughs> because so I so, guess yeah just like Zombieland right. So you, exactly. So
1: so you were you were 9, I would have been 14 and I tell you I recorded this off of HBO on a VHS tape and I played it over and over and over. 14-year-old me loved this <laughs> film. But then I have not seen the film since I was 14 and I only oh. remember the parts that I remembered liking, which I loved Tony Randall as the smart gremlin. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was very interesting. I thought that was funny as heck. Like, when he goes, the city's so nice, they named it twice. Try it one time. Yep. <laughs> I used to say that all the time. <laughs> I loved it. And every now and again, the city's so nice, they named it twice, will go through my head. And until I just rewatched this film, I didn't realize that that was that line. <laughs> That's what goes through my head every now and again. I just thought, you know, it's just a classic, line about new york you know new york city city so nice they named it twice but um Mm -hmm. but then yeah (laughs) i have not seen it since i was 14 and it's a half hour to 40 minutes of trash setup you know to get there like i could get on board with what you're saying the departure and the comedy becomes horror the horror becomes comedy but you needed to tighten that beginning up
0: you're right. There, it is way too, um, way too scattered in the beginning. We're trying; they're trying to show us the evil billionaire real estate developer in New York, uh, Donald Trump. I mean, Daniel Clamp, <laughs> and he lives in Clamp Tower, and the Clamp Tower is the main base of operations for basically the city at this point. Um, and he's trying to build in Chinatown. And so he goes to try to, the the movie starts off with them trying to take over the property where, what's his name? Um, Key Luke. Key Luke, where his shop is. And so they just wait for him to die. And so we cut now to six months later and he's passed away. And so they get the deed to the land and they start bulldozing without ever going in and cleaning up the shop for some reason. Well so yeah, See, and
1: this is where we start falling apart instantly, yeah, Phil. Immediately,
0: immediately. Like um, they didn't
1: they didn't even look through the place at all for you know like yeah. Uh,
0: I know, I know. It is plot convenience, just keep well, moving and along. Then,
1: Phil, you you've you you live in New York City, you know New York City. <laughs> so just coincidentally, the scientist who works in the same building as Billy happens to pick out of all of the thousands and thousands of office buildings where Billy could be an architect he's he's in the one where Gizmo ends up i mean it's just it's too yeah. too too convenient it's it, it really is and i get not wanting to redo the same movie i understand that for sure but this is all you could come up with <laughs> you know
0: what's funny for years and years i thought that they bulldozed the shop and then built this tower and they had found Gizmo while they were building the tower and now it's like years later and oh, Gizmo is no. is was found on the site but no i just realized a couple of years ago that they bulldozed the site and those scientist twins just so happened to find him and somehow got him from Chinatown back to Midtown where this tower is right doesn't make sense you're right. It doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. Plus all this Christopher Lee who is such a great B-movie villain <laughs> is the, the, the doctor and I love the fact now that I know who Christopher Lee is you know and I, I've known who he is now for the past probably 20 years but when I was nine I didn't know but what great casting to have him as the evil scientist who's trying to clone and trying to make weird abomination creatures like just great casting. The twins were funny. The scientist twins were funny. It's funny though that you t- we talk about how the woman was shot out of her house in her chair in the first movie, because not a lot of characters die in Gremlin movies. Not a lot of humans die, and Christopher Lee in Gremlins Two is one of the only ones that we know actually died. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Sort of a come up, come up and death. Yep.
0: Yep. For sure. Yeah. It's off the rails. The whole movie's off the rails. I get it. I get it. I, I know it. I know in my heart and in my soul that it's not a good movie, but I love it so much.
1: <laughs> well, and, and see, that's honestly, I, I told you, I love this movie when I was 14 and I, I used to quote it and I watch it over and over and over. But apparently I must've always just started it 45 minutes in when it actually gets going because <laughs> I remembered nothing about all of that other stuff that happened that you know they take time out for billy to go on that date with that woman because yeah. there had to be a reason why the wrong gremlin got taken home which also didn't need to be in there
0: you know <laughs> right. and
1: then and then yeah. the guys from the, the the guy and his wife from the old uh hometown, Hey, we're here to stay with you. Sorry, you can't stay. We're being fumigated. Okay, no problem. We'll go get a hotel. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: what? And it's like midnight already. It's already midnight.
1: Why were they even introduced? You know, the Bat Gremlin. zero In New York City, the Bat Gremlin happens to zero in on the one guy from town who knows what it is?
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, So good. And then he tosses it into the concrete, and then it becomes a Gremlin- gargoyle a gremgoyle on the top of the church a gremgoyle yeah i love it i I did like that see now that's one of the
1: parts from my 14 year old memory that sticks out as Mm -hmm. being really really cool because i can't look at gargoyles now and not think right those used to be gremlins
0: yep same thing gremlin the gremlin bat sequence is probably my favorite sequence in the movie and then number two on that would be the whole new york new york scene and number three would be when gizmo is rambo i do love Gizmo being Rambo. Yeah. Which you probably think it's awful and cheesy. Uh,
1: Yeah. Because it it just didn't feel organic. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, if I'm going to be super nitpicky, which why not? um, They bring the TV in to Key Luke's store with a VCR to play the tape of uh, Donald Trump, Daniel Clamp. And Mm -hmm. then when Key Luke chases the guys out and he's like, goodbye, go away. And then. Gizmo grabs the remote and starts watching TV. They didn't hook up cable, right? <laughs> I,
0: I, what? Well, I guess it just had a, a immediate feed from the Clamp Network. Oh, that's all sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, they said keep the TV, so they must have set it up somehow.
1: <laughs> I didn't didn't see a guy in there going, "You're all set. Oh, <laughs> hey, you got your cable right there. Remember, put it on three if you're gonna want to flip around."
0: You didn't see the Con Edison guy in the background? No, right. I missed it. I I'm going back to Christopher Lee's character. His name in the film, again, I just laugh when I hear it. His name is Doctor Catheter, and of course he's a scientist. Catheter, I, mm-hmm. I just—it's a joke. Martin and Lewis are the two twins, and they're named after comedians Jerry Lewis and D- Dean Martin. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's so campy that I love it. It's 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 a B movie in an A movie body, and. I love the the B movie part of it. I love that Leonard Malton is in it, criticizing the Gremlins VHS, and the Gremlins attack him because he gave Gremlins a bad review when it came out in '84. Three, two,
1: one. QM. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton, and this okay. is the Movie Police. Today we'll start with our video watch, just re-released on video, is the movie Gremlins. Though I really can't imagine why. Now, I know some people found this movie fun, but me, I'd rather spend two hours having root canal work done. What's fun about a movie full of ugly, slimy, mean-spirited, gloppy little monsters who run amok and attack innocent people? Our moviegoers so desperate for entertainment, it's this kind of trash, fun. Whoa,
0: whoa, wait a I love that I've seen both versions of the movie, because there was a film version where the film dissolves, and Hulk Hogan gets up and tells the gremlins up in the projection booth to start playing the movie again. But in the VHS version, the gremlins are just flipping around on the channels. Oh, really? Yeah. I, if you haven't seen that, you got to check out the just the clip for the VHS release. No, I haven't seen that. Um, it's I've only it's ever one, seen one the of the Hulk special Hogan features. Version, yeah. OK. One of the special features. It's it's great. Um, it's just funny, like. It is truly a comedy. It is not horror at all. And I love I love it. I love it.
1: I guess. If we're going to get into it, though, I mean, Phoebe Cates had no purpose mm-hmm. in this movie.
0: No, no, of course not. Well. She had to know how to do the tying of the wires together to make the phone transfer from Clamp's office down into the main ballroom. So that they could electrocute all the Gremlins. That's that's the only purpose she served.
1: Right. All she did was tag along after Billy, and then you know she, she, you know she makes fun of herself with the oh, don't get me started on President's Day or Lincoln's birthday because a man yeah. in a Lincoln hat. And the same way she did her Christmas story monologue. Yep. Yep. Which which is really <laughs> funny because Liz and I watched Gremlins last year sometime. I think, It might have been last Christmas we watched it, and. Phoebe Cates tells that story and Liz turns to me and goes how do I not remember that terrible story (laughs) because she's seen Gremlins she's just like I Mm. don't remember that that's gruesome and it's like yeah that's what adds to the whole creepiness of it but then this movie I mean apparently Joe Dante was fine with it because he did it but It seems like he's doing just a big kind of F you to himself, the movie and what anybody thought about the movie. It was like a a big screw you. Like, like you mentioned the Leonard Malton part, I mean, good sport to play along with it, but you know, ultimately Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even say that's meta because it's just, it's just another one of the series of dumb gags. It's like I was watching, you know, Kentucky fried movie or something.
0: (laughs) Um yeah. It does have vibes of that for sure. I
1: did notice and I don't think it had anything to do with the film at all, but uh Dick Buttkiss is in the food line. Did you notice that? Hmm. I didn't. He, when 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 the gremlins finally start coming out in the building, he's getting salad and the thing pops out and grabs his tie. And I had huh. to rewatch it twice. I'm like that's Dick Butkiss, But Oh, you're I'm looking at a picture right now. You're right. And he's he's not <laughs> Yeah, he's not credited. He doesn't do anything else. It's just, hey, I'm a football player turned actor. I'd love hey. to be in the
0: sequel. No, Bubba Smith is in it too. Really? Bubba Smith is right behind him and it looks like they were what they were going for is that these guys are part of the Clamp Sports Network. And they were probably filming sports, but now they were eating lunch here. Oh, I missed Bubba, yeah, Bubba Smith. Bubba Smith. Yeah. Yep. Wow. How funny. Wow. How interesting.
1: Yeah, it's just so random, and it's 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 interesting to me that you you read that little quote from Joe about just it's a bunch of little gag because that's what the movie felt like just strung together gag after gag after gag, and I believe a couple repeat gags doesn't. Doesn't Mm -hmm. Phoebe Cates get flashed again? Yeah. And And she kicks it. Yeah. Do we need that again?
0: Uh, I don't know.
1: Nope. We don't. 30 years later, are Gremlins flashing the female leads in movies? I don't know.
0: (laughs) It's amazing that Gremlins 2 came out 30 years ago. Yeah. It blows my mind that it's been 30 years. Ugh. And I'm saying I was nine when I saw it. So boy, oh boy, time keeps on slipping. So was there any part of this film that is redeeming for you or it really all is just kind of roll your eye, you don't want to watch it kind of trash? Well,
1: that's what I was just going to say. As good as the original is, and as much as I love the original, and, and, and I even appreciate it I don't know if I appreciate it more as an adult because I really only saw it all the way through as an adult. And as a kid, I only saw bits and pieces and was aware of it. And now is, you know, I have no, you know, memories of it to like predispose me to think one way or the other about gremlins. It's like, it's a purely seen from an adult point of view that I just really, really like the film appreciate everything it did and the nuance of it. And the fact that Gremlins the original has nuance, and then to see a new batch, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I did see as a kid and loved, now as an adult looking at it, it's like there is no nuance. This is in your face fart jokes, you know. Yeah. And 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 they're so contrasting. And I wouldn't even say Gremlins two ruins Gremlins one. It, as much as it's it's almost like it's not even gremlins like a new batch is like the wrong name it should be like gremlins 2 here's what i really think of you hollywood you know Mm -hmm. or something along those lines this is you know Mm -hmm. joe dante's id got to make a movie
0: (laughs) that is a great way to put it (laughs) wow so i guess we're there right it's gremlins 2 you're already talking about it it didn't ruin your childhood but it it definitely gave you pause. So it helped me understand exactly how it makes you feel.
1: Um, it, 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 again, the the first 35, 40 minutes is a complete waste of time. If this whole thing was just supposed to be to get to the gags, they just should have got to the gags. That, that's what I was kind of bored through the first 40 minutes going, oh my gosh, I don't remember this being this long. Then when it finally got into it, I'm like, okay, I'm seeing it. But then other things aren't kind of making sense. Um, uh, just that Billy tries to turn off the water and he gets arrested. It's like, there's so many little things they do to set up why this didn't happen. Like they're trying to outthink the audience on plot holes that they almost create plot holes. Um, Yeah. (laughs) The redeeming factor, kind of like the first one where the characters committed. Uh, I, uh, uh, Billy, I thought was fine. I think Billy picked up where he left off. Phoebe Cates was a shadow of what she was. She was unnecessary in this one. She could have been anybody. Um, But John Glover, I, I really think committed.
0: Oh yeah. Um, He shines in everything he does. Yeah. He he
1: was really, really good. And I do remember him again from my seeing it as a kid going, wow, that guy's pretty good. That's funny. He's a good guy. And, and I really liked his, because he walks the line of, being this corporate guy, but, but with a big heart, there is no malice in him at all. There's, there's nothing, he's not trying to do anything, you know,
0: morally reprehensive or, you know, sure. If only we had that with the, who he's based on. No, well, exactly. You know,
1: (laughs) and, and and yeah, he's not faulted for being rich and, but he, he sees his own, you know, he sees the value in people and, and that, Mm. that makes this movie ultimately redeeming at the end for me um is is that you know there is a you know the the guy from the neighborhood he's concerned enough about what's going on to go in there and he saves billy and then he helps you know billy and everybody you know do the whole trick with the water and get everything and, yeah. and 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 so there's a real there there is some heart to it but it's a it it takes so long to get there uh,
0: it, it's like 20 20- you're right they were they were setting up several plots to all converge at the end That's what they wanted to do, and they just kind of failed in tightening them up. It's like it needed another run through the editing room, and it needed to go from 146 down to 135, and then we would have had a better movie.
1: I completely agree with that. Yes. Yes.
0: Like, there's definitely stuff in the first 40 minutes, like you're saying, 45 minutes, that can be cut that is truly there just for extra world building in Clamp Tower. And... It doesn't it's not needed. You don't even need to go see um, you don't even need to have that whole opening sequence where no. they they go and, you know, bulldoze the shop. You can cut that out completely and just have the guys say that they found him at a pawn shop or they found him out on the street. I mean, there's there's definitely ways to tighten this film up. You don't and make it you
1: don't need the this the, the pseudo fake out um romance you know to make phoebe cates jealous yeah that's that, 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 was that didn't need to be there a waste. that's a whole waste his of boss easily five mm-hmm. to seven minutes that that just didn't didn't fit didn't fit the tone right
0: and then it doesn't ever pan to anything no because yeah they save her from the spider gremlin at the end but like it doesn't it never pays off in a way that phoebe cates is too mad
1: no, she, she I, doesn't I, I, get anything about it. She doesn't, no, doesn't seem no. to get mad, upset. She doesn't seem to be happy. She just says
0: to him, she just says, we're going to talk about that later.
1: Right. If they survive. Yep. And I, and they did. I don't know. Yeah. The original Gremlins, I can't say was my childhood because I didn't really see all of it till I was an adult. But, but ironically, Gremlins 2 was my childhood and I loved it. So now as an adult (laughs) looking back, it's like, did it ruin my childhood when it was ultimately my main childhood connection to this franchise? Um, I guess I can't say that it did because it made my I quoted the movie. Um, (laughs) But uh, but yeah, just two different things. And now that you told me about Joe Dante, now I kind of I mean, I I gathered that like I put together that this is just a bunch of jokes, but I didn't realize he was the one who said, I want these jokes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I see the flaws. I do. And I know I stepped on you talking, but I'm going to jump in with my turn now. It didn't it didn't ruin my childhood. It enhanced my childhood. I loved Gremlins and Gremlins 2 growing up. And still to this day, I watch Gremlins 2 and I don't pay attention to it when I watch it, but I watch it. And those scenes like the Bat Gremlin or Electricity Gremlin or anytime Christopher Lee is on screen, that's when I'm focusing on the movie because there's Those scenes are fun. And then when something else is going on, I'm back in my phone or back working or doing whatever else I'm doing while watching the movie. So gremlins one, it is wonderful cinema. It is a great horror comedy. Gremlins two is a terrible comedy horror, but I will give it a pass any day of the week.
1: Uh, real quick, just two, two other quick things though about gremlins sort of in pop culture. Um, I think we've discussed it. You've seen the key and Pee, Peele peel sketch? Yes. Yeah, okay. For anybody <laughs> listening who walks
0: is in the room yes. and just starts throwing things out. <laughs> for anybody who has
1: not seen it, Google key and peel gremlins, and you will see the pitch meeting for Gremlins 2, where it basically is the writers coming up with nonsense and this head creative guy going, That's in the movie.
2: That's in the
1: movie. <laughs> and it's a riot. <laughs> Yep. And secondly, if anybody hasn't seen this, uh, I believe it's from season five, Community. But if you Google,
0: it's season six. Is it six? Because it was once once they were on Yahoo. I remember this specifically. Google Community. Yes. Yep.
1: Google Community Knee High Mischiefs. And or.
0: Just community gremlins will work or
1: community gremlins. And you will get a minute and 35 seconds of a fake trailer for a Portuguese version of gremlins. That is hysterical. (laughs) Joe Dante could take a lesson from how to parody himself (laughs) from this minute and 35 second production. Dude, I laughed so hard. It It is so funny. Knee, it is great. Knee-high mischiefs. That's what gremlins <laughs> translates into in Portuguese. Maybe. Who knows? It's even funnier if that's not the translation.
0: Right. I love th- at the very end when they ask how they can defeat the knee-high mischiefs. Yep. And their version of Key Luke says, me. And then it shows him just with a <laughs> shotgun blasting them all away. <laughs> so funny. All right. Well. After we've taken that trip down Gremlin Lane, I think it's time for me to to ask you Eric where people can find you. Uh people can
1: find Probably me. in Tower, right? Uh, no, uh people can find me uh stuck in the chimney trying to deliver presents this Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> so get me out! Get me out! So Phoebe Cakes doesn't have to talk about it. And you can find me on Instagram at eric_wolinski. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's great. And for me, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Fildimo F-I-L-D-I-M-O. Also follow the podcast at Podcast Ruined on Twitter, and you can email us at podcastruined at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And we hope that this look back at gremlins didn't ruin your childhood. Could it be I've misunderstood this podcast ruined my childhood?
2: It's G2, people. We writing Gremlins 2, it should be a party with pizza and anchovies, pineapple. Just come on, lift up the spirits. Look, okay, I'm gonna put a little bit of spice into the mixture here. What if we did this? Everybody here gets to design their own Gremlin. Um, I, I don't see that the, uh, the Gremlin design is broken. It's called brainstorming, not brain drizzling, sweet pea. Okay, shut your mouth for a second. Look, here's the thing. None of this is final. So you mean like, what if there was like a brainy gremlin? (laughs) Mm. A brainy gremlin. You talking about a gremlin with glasses who could talk and sing New York, New York? That's brilliant. It's in the movie, done. Whoa, whoa, you you said that nothing was final. That was before I heard the words brainy and gremlin in the same sentence together. It's done, I love it, it's in the movie next. What about a uh, spider gremlin? You mean a gremlin with eight legs and a thorax just catching pretty ladies in a web in an office building? Oh my God, it's in the movie. I love it! Next. What about a
1: bat gremlin?
2: You mean a gremlin with leathery wings just flying around, flip-flopping, bust through a wall, make a perfect bat symbol in the wall, get outside, get in some wet concrete, jump up on a building and just dry in place like a gargoyle gremlin. We are cooking with gas now. I love it, it's in the movie. Next. Could there be a female gremlin? Lipstick, boobies, bitch, you have me, and little gremlin but JJ, I love it so much that it's not only in the movie, but it's definitely in the movie. There's no backseats on that one, no penny taxis. Yes, 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 in the movie, done! That's why we need a woman in the writer's room. Next. I don't know. A googly-eyed gremlin? But you do know, because you talk about a gremlin whose sole purpose in this film is just that he looks stupid as fuck, yes? It can be in the movie, and it is in the movie. Done next. What about you, Silver Fox? Oh, electricity gremlin? You just said noun and gremlin, like you play Mad Libs. You just like a child. You have the brain of a child. You do not have a high IQ, but you haphazardly came up with a gremlin that's just made out of bolts that is zigzagging all over the room and is done completely in animation. You a crazy person, and your idea's in the movie! Done. Next. Uh, can we put the Hulkster in it? What? You talking about putting Hulk Hogan, professional wrestler turned actor, turned cultural icon in the movie, where he break the fourth wall of the movie he's in by talking to the audience. You, sir, are a raging That's it, I don't even care anymore. We got the Hulkster in this bitch, so it's done. I don't have any more time. So let me just recap right now. It's brainy gremlin, spider gremlin, back gremlin, lady gremlin, googly eye gremlin, electricity gremlin, Hulk Hogan's gonna be in the picture. I'm gonna throw in a gremlin myself. <laughs> Vegetable gremlin, just write it up. I'm having so Why much not? fun, thank you. It's all gonna be in the actual film. Now I gotta go put some cowboys in Back to the Future 3. Sayonara, y'all, oops. No. Okay, you guys know that none of that is going to be in the actual movie.
1: <laughs> the rules are the best, too. Yes. Heat makes <laughs> them evil. Salt yep. makes them multiply. <laughs> Holy water mm. makes them good again. But a rainbow makes them more evil than the first time. <laughs>
0: and they hate christmas
1: <laughs> and they hate christmas but they're attracted to love <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> it's so funny it's it's honestly that minute 32 minute 35 seconds is better than the whole of gremlins 2 i i will give that to you <laughs> um. oh boy